All right, we're bringing Sunday into Monday, folks. Thanks for joining us for the Heart to Heart podcast. My name is Nick Miller. I'm the lead pastor at Core Church, and today we have an awesome conversation, a heart to heart discussion, a phone call, if you will, uh, about this past week's message in our series called Counterfeit. And we talked about how there are so many counterfeits in the world, specifically there can be a counterfeit love. And so I I got the privilege to be here with my friend, Gianna. What's going on, G? Hello. Oh, it we... feels weird to hear you call me Gianna. It's always not... G. It is always G. <laughs> but I, you know, whenever yeah. you're speaking like this, some things just pop in the head yeah. and you're like, hey, Gianna, speaking yes. about things popping in the head, what's the song that's on your heart right now? Oh, gosh. Um... Do you have an inner dialogue song that runs all the time? No, I don't. Really? No, I I, don't. I get obsessed with the song. Well, let me ask you this before we ask more about you. Um, when you listen to music, are you a repeat listener or do you listen to a whole album? Oh, repeat listener, 1,000%. I'm a repeat listener. Yeah. So like the song that's on my mind is Pretty pretty Please by Dua Lipa. Pretty Please. So while I'm talking to you, I'm thinking about that. Oh my gosh. Yeah. See, I have that sometimes, but I can't say right now that there is one. Actually, there actually there is a song. <laughs> you know, now that you're saying you're good. This, So have you ever heard of the subgenre called funk? <laughs> <laughs> no, okay, I don't know how to describe go it, ahead, go ahead. but it's like it's just like electronic music. It's instrumental, but and I don't even know the title of the song. I think it's called like Blood Moon or something. <laughs> but it's just playing in my head because uh, I was trying to play it before I got here. The subgenre is funk. Yeah, it's P H O N K. Funk. It's like I don't know how to describe it. You just have to listen to it. It's like it like hypes you up. It's also electronic. Yeah. Yeah. It That's, kind of like gives me the vibes that I'm in like the concrete wasteland of like a Russian town. Oh my God. <laughs> <laughs> if that makes sense. No, this is great. And we play it at youth all the time. And That's, so it's kind of like our youth thing too. That's so. awesome. Oh, gee, I love talking <laughs> with you. We always laugh. Uh, thank you so much for being here. Let's, let's jump into it as we, as funk plays in your head, um, <laughs> Here we go. We talked this week about love and how how the counterfeit love is so uh, real in the world, and it even plagues the church too. Uh, and 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 really, what happens when we embrace this counterfeit love? Uh, I I wrote in my notes, but it, it withholds the heart of God from those who need to taste and see. And uh, I just wanted to catch and see what you took away from this week's message. Anything that stuck out to you at all uh, in regards to counterfeit love? Yeah. Um, so something that was really thought provoking for me was when you asked. What is your version of love? Oh, I don't yeah. know if that's how you worded it. Um, yes. But I really thought about that. And um, wow, yeah. I was thinking, you know, growing up, you kind of mentioned perfection in one of your examples. And sure. I kind of felt like I felt, fell into that. Yeah. Because, you know, I was, I felt the most loved when I was obedient. I felt the most loved when I was perfect. Like mm. I wasn't the, the teenager that, you know, was chasing boys or going out drinking and partying. Like I had a great track sure, record. Sure. And um, I felt love from mm. that. And I felt like that was my version of feeling mm. love was obedience and perfection. Yeah, yeah. And because um, I felt the most affirmation whenever I was good, you yeah. know, when I, because I was a good kid. Sure. Um, and something that really hit me was when you were going over the, the story of the prodigal son and um, the other son, the other brother who yeah. stayed at home and who served yeah. his father and kept all 
the commands and, you know, was right living. And he was jealous that yeah. his father was throwing this feast and bringing out the fat and calf for the yeah. prodigal son. Yeah. I am the other son sometimes. Yeah. Like, I yeah. have that mentality of like, well, I've been good. I've been doing all this, all these works the right way. And yes. um, it's really easy for me to slip into like a works-based mindset, yes. I find. Yes. And I really have been trying to work against that. Um and it's hard for me because, you know, yeah. the Bible says, you know, Jesus says, if you love me, you'll keep my commands. Keep my commands, And yeah. so there is that there aspect is it. of it. Yes. But I really have always had a hard time, like, accepting grace. Yeah. And realizing that I'm... Wow. <laughs> I think of Jaira, like, I'm already loved. Yeah. I'm already chosen. Yeah, yeah. And that verse, hmm. the other verse you shared, like... Christ loved us first, yes, not that yes, we loved that's right, him. That's and right, 100%. That's hard for me to get. So there's a whole bunch of stuff going on here. And I actually really liked, I like this message too, because I felt like, just so you know, when I was speaking about those things, I think the perfect thing actually fits me too. I felt I felt that way. I always strive for great grades. I always tried keeping um, uh, things going well and appropriate. And I didn't, I mean, of course I was crazy and I have weird things about my life, but yeah, I, I relate to the perfect thing too. Uh, let me let me ask you because you you talked about the prodigal son. Sometimes we get into the work based stuff. And how do you how do you let God change who you are? So let's talk about like love for a second because that is. Can let me even start with this question: Can it change in you? Can you actually change the way that you love? Yes. Yeah. I mean, I think my answer to that would be like what you shared last week of. How you how you identify the counterfeit is just looking at the real over and over and over again. Oh, and on. I think yes, like gee, looking yes. at the real version of That's good. God's way and who God is in general, like we want to become more like him, yes, right? So yes. I think that's how you change anything is just yeah. keep looking to the character yeah. of God. Yeah. You know? Um I know I love that answer because I, I just found that this is like I think that this one was very challenging because that the way that you love, be it if it's like a perfection thing, right? Or or have felt love in the past. I don't know if that's the way that you actively love others, but the way that you feel that you've received love in this sort of way. Um, I feel like love is so deep within that to change that requires much layers and 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 mm-hmm. many many operations, if you will, right? Um, very yeah. interesting. But yeah, I love what you're saying. Looking at looking at the real thing. Let me ask you this last question before we jump into some mm-hmm. questions you may have. But uh, in this in this message, did you notice anything about God's love that you want to start embodying in your own life? I really want to have more grace with people and have sure. more patience. Sure. Um, I mm. think because I am this... I have this like obedience type mindset where it's like, okay, if I notice something in myself that I'm not being obedient, like I can flip a switch and I will change it right then and there. Sure. And I was talking with a friend and we were just talking about our friendship and she's like, sometimes like it, it, you expect people to change right away. Um, and at the, at the drop of a hat or the flip of a switch when they realize they're wrong and and it doesn't always happen that way. And I was like, that was really insightful to, Hmm. to me. Um, and just realizing that I need to have grace and patience with other people in order to love them yeah. through, you know, because sanctification is a process. Yes, and, yes, and yes, like it is. And like people 
changing their ways and especially these deep-rooted things we're talking about that's like if I'm you're saying. changing the, yes. the deepest most inner parts of your being like yeah. that's gonna be some work it's gonna be a lot um, of work and so that's yeah. what i really want to work on is having more grace and yeah. having more patience yeah and not expecting that right away i love that i love that that we're that this message again inspired us to say hey am i loving like he loved and what needs to change and adapt a little bit. That's huge. That's really great. I opened yeah. up about worrying during the, Warren during the message because I was even just challenged on the way that I love my son. And uh, I think we can all take something from this. So thank you yeah. for sharing that, that we all love differently, but we can all grow. That's amazing. That's amazing. So I love this. Let's open it up. Any questions? You are a question you are the best at it. Um, and so I, I want to hear I want to hear any questions that you may have. It could be Bible. It could be anything outside of church, whatever it is that's on your heart. Any question that you could ask, go yes. for it. Yes. So there are an estimated, I think I read it was 44,000 different denominations Whoa. of Christianity. Okay. I want to know your thoughts <laughs> on denominations um, because, you know, Jesus says like, uh, he says he wishes that we were one as he uh, and the Father are one. And clearly with 44,000 different denominations, mm -hmm. that seems like it's a little bit off base sure. of what Jesus asked. Sure. And I want to hear your thoughts because um, I guess I could, you could look at it in a way of there's different members of the body. Like there's different yeah. groups of believers who yeah. have different values, but we all believe yeah. at the end of the day, hopefully the same thing that yeah. the core tenets of the faith that Jesus is yes. the son of God. He yes. died and rose again for our sins. Yeah. 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 No. So, so let's, let's ask this question. Uh, do you think that Paul and Barnabas were just as effective? Yeah. Yeah. And they weren't, would you call them disunified? Mm, no. They got together. And they said, they said, it is going to be better for the mission if you go right and I go left. Yeah. And, and it, it doesn't say, it doesn't say that there was anger. It doesn't actually show any form of aggression with one another. They apparently had some sort of dispute over, over belief systems. Now here's, I love that you said like core tenets. What, what G means by that is, is dogmatic principles. That's a fancy way of saying you, if in order for you to be a Christian, you have to hold to these truths. So if you don't believe that the Bible is the divine word of God, you are not understanding this. If you do not believe that Jesus is the Son of God, you <laughs> you are not a Christian, okay? Mm -hmm. And so what, what G is saying is that there are, uh, so long as we hold to the core tenets, the, the several, the handful of things that we have to believe in common, there might be disparities on, on other things. Uh, when can someone get baptized? Well, a church might feel this way and another church might feel this way. So long as baptism happens, right? Like that's what they're, that's what the, the word says is that we we're called to be baptized. Um, and so, so there's so many disparaging beliefs, but so long as we hold on to these core tenets, and I look at a situation like Paul and, and Barnabas and say they, they pursued unity by allowing their differences to, um, by, by being mature about their differences and going a different direction, yet still championing the same cause and bringing people to Jesus. Right. Um, and, and I don't call, I wouldn't call that disunity. I wouldn't call that a lack of unity. I actually think it takes a lot of maturity to look at each other and say, Hey, we believe in the one we're going after this together. We're changing people's lives We're we're seeing great things. You go left, I go right. And we got this. Yeah. And, uh, I actually, I actually think that that, Wow how powerful that would be how powerful that would be if in the church world we got rid of 
I'm going to speak about core church. If in the church world, we got rid of core church is the only church ever, and it's the megaest, awesomest church mm-hmm. ever, and nobody is even going to a legitimate church unless it's core. I hate that mentality. Yeah. There's so many wonderful churches out here. There's so many wonderful churches, even just in Monroeville alone. And uh, I, I think that there's actually great, though there is disparities and differences, I actually think there's great unity in the body. Um, now, there are some churches that completely are off base, they yeah. actually need called out. Yeah. Um, and I've talked with a couple people. Yeah. <laughs> but but I, I, I do, that's a great question. There, there are too many denominations. I will say the one thing that gets me scared is a lack of accountability. Right. Uh, and, and the fact that anyone can put a, a cross on their door and call themselves a, a church whenever they're preaching about Allah and Buddha in the same breath. And right. I, that's, that's where it gets scary. Exactly. That's, that's not the unified body. Yeah. No. Yeah, because no. that's a different gospel. That's a whole different gospel. Get that out of here. Yeah. So, no, great, great question. Great question. I don't, I don't believe that the church lacks unity. There is a lot, yeah. but I think it's okay that it's not all under one exact perfect branch yeah. of like, you have to a- adhere to Nick Miller's way and that's it. Oh, that's too much pressure. No way. Yeah. Yeah. Great question. Great question. And then recapping just everything that you said earlier about, man, it, it hits you that you might be loving in a different way than the word. And, and that you can actually just look to Jesus and Him transform that inner depths of who you are and, and the deep-seated way that you love. That's that's great wisdom. That's great wisdom that you look into Him and the changing process. That was awesome. I appreciate you sharing what you're sharing today. And you know, to wrap things up, this is a special Sunday coming up. Gee, we got Easter Sunday. Yeah. Hello, I can't wait. And uh, a little bit of sneak peek. I mean, there was this Sunday evening service where we talked about uh, what a covenant was, and I don't know why. I don't know why I want to talk about it again, but I I really want to outline what a covenant is. And when Jesus said, "I've come to make a new covenant with you," what that really means. Uh, yeah. And so I'm excited. I I want to encourage everyone: bring your friends and bring your family. Uh, this is this is an awesome time to celebrate all that He's done. Yes, yeah. I'm excited for Easter. Yeah, no, it's going to be good. It's going to be good. So bring your whole family to Easter. We got Good Friday is on Friday, obviously, at 7 in the church, and then Sunday morning only. So if you show up on a Sunday evening service, you're going to be all alone. <laughs> Gee, what was what was it called again? Funk? Is that Funk? what it is? Funk? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Look it up, P-H-O-N-K. Look it up, P-H-O-N-K, Funk. (laughs) Until next week, church, you better believe it.